Hey team, it's Matt Rinkine here. And you might have heard, my brand new book releases on Amazon on March 8th. It's been a labor of love that I think can really help you navigate some of the challenges you're experiencing in your own life. I go over toxic positivity and how to think you're in it for everyone else. In reality, you're in it for yourself. And I express that through this entire book and help learn from our own mistakes and how to turn the lens on ourselves and ask good questions. So go to Amazon on March 8th and you can get the Kindle version for only 99 cents. Just search for the book title, The Eternal Optimist. It's never too late. And you can download it directly to your device. That's it for me. Let's get into today's episode. And welcome to another episode of the Eternal Optimist podcast. And my guest today, Mr. Justin Breen, who I've met through the Front Row Dads, met through people that I trust and respect, and we've been having a conversation for a minute, and we're just going to dive right into it. So Justin, give me three bullet points to give context to our audience. Tell us three things about you that we should know to start today. Context. You're high in context. Okay, so one, I am not high in context at all. I never prepare for any interview, and I found directness weeds out nonsense and attracts top visionaries on planet. That was three things. Directness weeds out nonsense and attracts visionaries. Yep. Okay. So a non-visionary will ask me the same question 18 different ways. A visionary will be like, oh, great, let's go. Okay, great. Well, in that case, what's the hardest thing you ever had to overcome or endure in your life so far? Well, you know, eternal optimism, right? And so what separates entrepreneurs from humans, there are only four things. All I do is talk to world's top visionaries and turn everything into a pattern. It's on my So that's how my brain works. So the four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, highest level of anxiety you can imagine, and four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So for humans or business owners, consultants, those are excuses, top visionary, figure it out. So most people I talk to are all four of those things. I'm three of the four. The toughest thing I mean, there's one and probably one is my dad dying when I was 13. 1A is at end of 2018, not fully two years into entrepreneur life yet, but end of 2018, I'd made more money than I'd ever thought possible in one year and I'd never been more miserable in my life. So it was good to go through that. It was a good learning experience, but that's entrepreneur life. Most people can't, they make an excuse. So yeah, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, two hard things. Let's go to dad dying first at 13. <laughs> My dad died when I was 28, and that was hard for me at that age, at that stage yeah. in life. You know, what does that do in a 13-year-old for you at that time? What was that experience, and how has it colored things now? Color things. Good, good. I like that. So my father was 61 when I was born, 61. He was a World War II hero, shot down multiple times in combat, many times without a parachute. So he just got back into a plane. That's my litmus test for a visionary. You're either someone who can do that or you're someone who makes an excuse. So he was born in 1916. He died when he was 74, almost 75. Um, So a little bit different. I was halfway through eighth grade and certainly didn't expect my dad to live forever, but I thought he'd make it till at least high school. But after he died, I found a diary that he had written from Battle of Hurtgen Forest toward the end of World War II. And for anyone who's read Man's Search for Meaning, it's Viktor Frankl. It's not that horrific, but it's pretty close. And found it after he died. And I write exactly like he does, just boom, 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 inform and entertain, inform and entertain, inform and entertain, answer, 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 answer. 
And then our sons are nine and 10. Our oldest son is named after my father. And then they're pure visionaries like he was. They're bigger visionaries than I am. So certainly tough to lose him at 13, but he's still watching over me for sure. And then he's definitely in my children. I mean, without a doubt. Mm. You share something that really connects with me because I remember when my dad died when I was 28, I read in his diary a few months later when my mom shared it with me, that his only regret. What was, was that? that? He didn't get the caddy for me in the pro golf tour. So I shifted business focus and did that. Attempted to play pro golf for 30 months. But I wonder if in reading the diary and seeing the things you saw in there, impact for you at that moment in time and then moving forward, anything really resonate there? Well, I mean, so one, I can feel your empathy. So in Gallup, Clifton, Strength Finders, there's 34 of them. I'm dead last in empathy, dead last. However, for people like us, I have endless empathy. So I can feel your feeling, my feeling. Like it, so you can just keep keep doing the empathy feeling game. A human making an excuse for something, I have no understanding. Like, why are you making an excuse? I don't. And frankly, I don't understand regrets. Yeah. So I hear someone making a regret. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. That's a terrible idea. Why would you do that? That's why I spend so much time with my family and building networks because then there's no regrets. You're focused on what you actually care about. I don't want to have to write that with my son reading that. That would be horrible. So thank you for telling yeah. me that. Hundred percent right. Telling man. Me that. So my whole life is no excuses. Every now and then, it's rare, but every now and then, an excuse will start to pop in there. And if that ever happens, which is rare, then I will go grab my dad's diary and I will start reading it. <laughs> because mm. every day of that diary gets worse and 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 worse. There's some entries from it in the Epic Life book in chapter one. Mm, and so i'm like well you can't i mean and then my mom is pure hustle no excuses pure hustle my parents met after my dad was hit by a drunk driver in his late 50s and then the drunk driver was killed my dad broke every bone in his body and survived and then he woke up he thought he was dead and then but it was my mom he saw he thought he was dead and she was an angel but it was my mom so she was 27 when i was born she has more hustle than anyone i've ever met and then my wife Pure hustle. Our first date was the day before she started medical school. I guess there are excuses in medical school, but not really. So that's my dad, my mom, my wife. Yeah. No excuses. So there are no excuses. Figure Dude, it out. Absolutely. No excuses. So I love it. And I love that you get to the point. And I just love the way your mind works so fast. And I appreciate everything. And I'm curious for the yin and the yang of things. What is your wife like? Like, what is her type of, of thinking You're style? a tremendous simplifier. You're a tremendous simplifier. Tremendous empath with understanding. Uh, you're probably like that with everyone. And then you got your dad's regimented brain. Oh, I'll engineer that. Boop, 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 boop. And then I'll be happy school teacher like mom. Perfect. Makes perfect sense. I get it. And then I have no social cues or understanding because I'm okay. so direct. And yes. then visionaries, they love that because there's no filter. There's no filter. Okay. So I am 100% black and white. 100%. 100%. 100%. Here's the answer. You focus on answer. Here's someone who has regrets. Bad idea. I'm not going to be that person. It's as simple as that. It's mm-hmm. very simple. 100%. Um, I was on a show like this, very grateful. And the host is like, oh, your black and white thinking allows endless color in your life. I'm like, oh, hey, thank you. Great idea. That makes sense. And then my wife is 100% gray. 100%. 100% gray, which I'm endlessly grateful for. Endlessly grateful for it. One of my great friends, pure genius. He's a coach in an entrepreneur group called Strategic Coach. He was former president of EO Dallas. Great guy. Steven Nooner 
he's happily married, great family. And so he always says, you seek what you need to heal. You seek what you need to heal. So for me, healing is finding a, a kind, loving human who's really smart and a high achiever. So that's my wife. So she is high IQ, genius pediatrician. Harmony is her number one strength finder. Harmony. Harmony. Okay. Harm, and, ugh, harmony. Like, ugh. It makes me like, Harmony. <laughs> like I said, <laughs> harmony. I'm harmony. So I'm 31 out of 34 in harmony. 31. Mm-hmm. So she's collaborative harmony, and then she's relater too. So she's harmony relater, and then she's achiever three. So she's an achiever. She just does it with harmony, which I don't. And then I'm activator maximizer achiever. So we're both achiever three. I just do it by. <laughs> she does it with kumbaya love. So that's why it works. Amazing. Thank you. Okay. Well, challenge number two in a 2018, you crush it in business, made more money than you thought possible, and you're miserable. How'd that happen? Tell me the story of the year, please. Great listener. You're a great listener with good follow through. I like it. I like it. So I was a journalist for 20 years, 20 years. So you don't get into journalism for employee count revenue. You don't get into that for making a lot of money. At least most of them don't. You do it purely for purpose. And then if you want to call it an employee or being in human corporate system, when you get a paycheck every two weeks for your whole life, and then you start entrepreneurship with zero business background, and first company immediately becomes very profitable. And I hadn't gotten used to this world yet. Like I didn't understand yet that when you go from having a paycheck every two weeks, I didn't understand that you could go from making 30, 40, 50 K a month to making zero that like, where's the next thing coming from? And it was a debilitating feeling because I didn't understand the entrepreneurial cycle yet. One of the chapters in first book, Epic Business, which came out right at the start of COVID, was when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure it out. So at that point, I still hadn't been in business for two years. So I hadn't figured everything out, how it works. And it was absolutely crushing, super depressing being in that world at that time, because you're like, oh, you make all this money, you're supposed to be happier. And it was the opposite of that. So was so grateful to have gone through that because although incredibly painful at the time, it was an incredible learning lesson, the best learning lesson and realized that what really made me happy and always had before that and during that was spending time with my family and growing network. And I've learned now that the business aspect is just a byproduct of focusing on what actually makes me happiest first. Mm. So in that time that you were miserable, was it because you hadn't figured the problem out yet? Is it because you were robbed at the time with your family, combination of both no, or something else? No, Drake, man, I love it. So no, before COVID, I'd spent more time with my family than any dad I've ever met. And then during COVID, it's just spent more. So no, it was simply because I wasn't used to the cycle of how business actually worked yet. I didn't understand that. If I talk to someone today that they'd reach out a year from now or two years from now, say, hey, I'm ready to partner up with something. Because as a journalist, you're like, why aren't we doing something right now? I've got a deadline in three minutes. So that was my whole life. And then to slow things down in this world, that's been the biggest learning lesson. Because this world doesn't work like that. It's a totally different pace than journalism. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So to be on that place to learn this different pace. So obviously you figured something out. You did well in it financially. You're figuring out the time. Mm-hmm. You're figuring out the model of entrepreneur versus employee. So yes. fast forward to COVID, half a year, a year into COVID. What's it like now that you figure things out a little bit and you've got time with family? What's COVID year like for you? Oh, COVID's the greatest thing that's ever. So the day after COVID really shut things down, I posted on social media. This will be the single greatest opportunity for people with the right mindset by far. Uh And as full context, again, my wife's a pediatrician. She got COVID. She was quarantined upstairs in our bedroom for two weeks while I was raising the kids down here. It looked like the movie Animal House, but I kept them alive. (laughs) I can barely take it. It looked like a bomb went off in the house, but it was fun. We had a good time. We had a good time. (laughs) So like, I understand the medical aspect, but that said, it's been the greatest so for second company, my partner's in San Francisco. I'm in Chicago. We've met two times in person. We created LinkedIn for visionaries. And my wife now is transitioning out of pediatrics. She's the COO of second company. She never would have done that if COVID hadn't have happened. She definitely never would have done that if she hadn't been surrounded by visionaries for this long and seeing all the freedom that this life has to offer. And then since she's been COO for basically a little less than two months, she's onboarded 20 people. (laughs) She's a machine. She's onboarded 20 people into a new company. So she's (laughs) just to land the plane. She's made for the new company. She has zero business background. She's made almost a quarter million dollars for new company (laughs) in in eight weeks. But that's only because of being patient, right partnership, learning the, the disaster of focusing on the wrong things, Yes. Uh, from what I went through and then being patient with second company. Yes. So all of all those negative stuff or the most difficult thing you've overcome, that's the key to everything. If you don't go overcome that stuff, then you really never can learn anything. You can't learn. Otherwise, it's just talk. There's no action. There's no learning. A billion percent, if that's possible. I don't know if it is. A billion percent agrees. Yeah, you are eternal optimist. So a billion percent, I would think would be a small nut. A billion is much less than eternal. I would think. Oh, I love it. Oh, I I set the mouse trap. You grabbed it and shook it and said, beat me back with it. I loved it. That was awesome. Because the seed of our own greatness comes from our own learnings through our hard stuff. 100%. I mean, that's that's it. That's it. Well, here's one. You're a high-level simplifier. Now, I can hear both your parents and you. I get it. You're probably very high IQ because IQ is just pattern recognized. So right mindset attracts right network creates right opportunities. So right mindset, a limitless mindset creates limitless network, creates limitless opportunities. So eternal optimism attracts eternal optimists, which creates a podcast and creates a net. I mean, there's no difference for that. And then if you're not a litmus test for people you serve, that's hypocrisy. So if you have an eternal optimist podcast and you're not an eternal optimist, then what the hell are you doing? And then the purpose of my life is to be connecting superhero for every visionary, not human, not business owner, not employee, did not, no, 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 visionary who shares their stories with the world. So I am a visionary sharing my story with the world. It's just being a litmus test. It starts with you. And a human thinks that's selfish. It's not selfish at all. It's just you're being a litmus test for people you serve. I could say, turn off this podcast, and I want to be that. I'm not that. How do I get there? And then ask everyone no, no, and learn no, from them. That no, could be, no, I could build the no. plane as I'm learning to fly at the same time. That's possible. Many yes. people do that. Right. That's, that's what entrepreneur is. Actually, I'm going to go find it right in the middle of this. I want to see if I can find it. Hold on. 
One of the things I'm appreciating about Justin, I love it. He cuts straight to it. We can have a direct back and forth conversation. I don't get that with everyone and I appreciate it. So this has already been a learning experience and a real treat. Excellent. Well, this is one of them. I have, my wife gets me all these entrepreneur things. So like this is an entrepreneur coffee mug for those who can see it. Probably not. Okay. But so <laughs> hustle. Hustle, daily value, 1,000%, passionate, 500%, ambitious, 500%, disciplined, 150%, motivated, 1,000, self-confident, 1,000. That is building it on the way down. Uh, Oh, I didn't even notice this one. Excuses, 0%. (laughs) That's a good one. Love you, dear. (laughs) No, well, anyone who makes an excuse to me, I just never talk to them again because one, they're not litmus tests. Two, as someone who makes excuses is always going to make excuses. They're always going to do that. And people who don't make excuses do not want to be introduced to those people, ever. That's a fair statement. Well, does that mean that you have any patience or empathy that you show to others if they do make it? No. No. Zero. No. What if they're in what? what, Mm -hmm. what, Wait, what if they're what? What if they're in one of a high-level mastermind with you and they're trying to learn how to overcome this excusitis? No. And they might be able to learn it from someone who doesn't have no, it. That's your empathy. No, no. I connect visionaries to visionaries because they help everyone else. I only connect the people that don't make excuses. I don't think about anyone that makes an excuse because those people take time away from me and my family. So here's the litmus test. If I talk to someone who I can genuinely help, they can genuinely help me. They're not going to waste any time. I'll talk to them forever because they allow me to spend time with my family and serve purpose in my life. Connecting superhero for every visionary who shares stories with the world. A visionary doesn't make excuses. There are no excuses. The coffee mug said it. No, zero, zero percent. If someone makes an excuse, I just don't talk to them because one, they're not a visionary. Two, they're taking time away from me and my family, which is what Front Row Dads to me is all about. Why would you talk to someone who's going to take time away from you and your family? Now, as an empath, you'll be like my wife. I understand. I just don't. It's fine. But I can't connect people like you to people like you because you'll help everyone else. I just don't. I am so glad you just called me an empath. I've got it on recording because many are. people call me the machine. And now machine. I'm talking You're to someone who has this lack of empathy and they're aware of it and they get to the and point. empathy for people like you. Not humans. No, because humans make excuses. They're not Fair. they're trying to change their world, but they're not actually doing what it takes to do that. So I can't help them. Okay. It's not, well then who can you help and how might you help serve the world, Justin? So I hang out with my family or connecting superhero for every visionary who shares stories with the world. That's it. That's all. So we partner with people with that's there's nothing there's really nothing else because that creates eternal optimism and creates eternal joy in my life, which creates eternal joy in the people I serve's lives. It's not, you're just being a litmus tester for for people you serve. And then formula for creating a successful global company is very simple. It's the same formula as you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So first company, journalist for 20 years, created an entire company based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. It's I don't even know what PR firms do. They just annoy me. And then second company with partner who does eight and nine figure deals all day. That's not my world, but he's a genius at that. We created LinkedIn for visionaries. I like LinkedIn, but most of it's not visionaries. So we created invite only high price point connectivity platform for visionaries because they mm-hmm. just want to hang out with visionaries. Mm-hmm. Great. Very similar. 
Right. Great. Great. Exactly. Fantastic. <laughs> Who is the person that might make for a good candidate for that? What's the avatar? Only visionaries, only folks that live in abundance, and only folks that look at things as investments, not costs. Got there it. is well, no what do you cost or charge. Got it. Abundance is on your hat. What does abundance mean to you? Defined. Well, literally, this hat is from Abundance 360. I'm very grateful to be in that group. Dr. Peter Diamandis, XPRIZE founder. I'm very grateful he wrote the Ford for Epic Life. He created that group. In that room, it's the smartest, like people like Elon Musk are in that. It's the smartest, craziest, highest level geniuses, pure changing the world. Maniac is a compliment. They're all maniacs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I like to be in a room like that or I get bored. And then abundance is there's no limits. I mean, this is the greatest time ever to be alive by far. There's not even a close second. So Absolutely. There's no scarcity. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Is everyone in that room crystal clear on what their purpose is, what they want, and they're going after it? Great question. Tremendous question. The answer to that is no. Most of them are not but they're not making excuses. They're making big investments to be in the room where they can find that purpose. Difference That's a between making excuses and seeking purpose. Okay, good. Thank you. Good. 100%. Yeah. So to be in that room, it's around 50K a year US. I'd easily invest 100K, at least 100K, because it eliminates people that make excuses. And then I just keep making bigger investments to be in smaller rooms but the people in those rooms are making bigger impact. That allows me to spend biggest investment in smallest room, which is my family, where I can make the most impact. Again, it's the litmus test for people you serve. And then created a high price point invite only room, a room like that for visionaries. Mm. So not only in the rooms, but you create your room. So it's the same formula. It's the yeah, same I, formula. So I understand the family part. The small room, be the best dad. You could be the best with your family. That's the room that's most important. And then the business aspect is be with visionaries and serve visionaries in some way. Why do you do that? Why serve visionaries? I mean, that's a very simple question, but it's yes. a profound. I spent most of my life talking to people who didn't understand what I was talking about. So visionaries are usually aliens within their own family community and verticals. The only people that understand us are top entrepreneurs on planet. So when you spend most of your life talking to people who don't understand you and you can't help them, it's a very lonely world. So I found since starting entrepreneurship, you know, 2017, that the only people who understood what I was talking about were top visionaries on planet. So I didn't even know this world existed. When you talk to people who don't understand you most of your life, that's a very difficult, lonely world. So that's why, I mean, fool me once, shame on me, fool me 3 million times talking to the wrong people. Well, you know, mm. so... It's yeah. time or shame on you for the one, but shame on me for, so I just had to learn a bit. But again, it's the same thing as getting into a plane after another one's been shot down and you wouldn't have a parachute. You just keep getting back in the plane. So talk to a million people who don't understand you. You talk to the next one. That person doesn't understand you. Talk to the, And then I've just right. found that yeah. the people where I actually fit in is those rooms. So I just created my own room for it. Yeah, you fit in those rooms of people who might be misunderstood and they have this vision of what it looks and feels like to them and you have that for you, they have that for them. You're in a room with everyone that has that and it's fulfilling one of the human needs of I can feel heard, valued, and appreciated, which comes back to empathy, which I don't think that you have and you understand. You I have, have it in with, that room, I have endless empathy. Because endless. there's no excuses and they're seeking no purpose. Excuses. So entrepreneurs are the most damn entrepreneur, not a human, not a consultant. Entrepreneurs are the most damaged people, the most damaged with the best coping skills. 
So, mm. and I'm not talking about silver spoon. <clears throat> That's a different yes. discussion. But Absolutely. Pure yep. entrepreneur. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four well, things. Four, there, most of the people in A360, and then I'm in strategic coach, very grateful to be in that. Most of the people at the levels I'm at are three out of those four things. Oh, there's a lot of all fours. The really successful ones are usually all fours. Okay. So you mentioned these four in the very beginning, and you mentioned a machine gun style. I did not get them all written down. Please, yep. a little bit slower, go through one at a time what those four Military are. Military regiment. Military. Yep. Give me the answer. Okay. So one, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, depression. Three, highest level of anxiety you can imagine. Four, likely and or possible traumatic experiences as a child or young adult. So visionaries, that's the fuel, figure it out. Human, business owner, consultant, excuse. No excuses, no excuses. And when first starting, first company six years ago with zero business background, I was still talking to wrong people most of the time. So those folks were like ones and twos out of those four. Now it's basically all threes and fours. Most people I talk to are all fours now. Understood. In fact, I feel that I can relate to all four of those things. <laughs> so That's thank why, you. Well, it makes sense. Okay, all fours, right? So then the visionary has the highest IQ, the highest EQ, the most hustle, no excuses. So those no excuses create all this stuff. And then many times they torch their family or never have a family or bypass a meeting. They're not a front row dad. They're a back row absent. (laughs) There's no day. So that's why I wrote Epic Life because it's how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. That's literally, but that's what it is. It's the damage creates this stuff, whatever this is, but they have the IQ and EQ to be able to do it. A regular human don't have that IQ or EQ. They don't because if they did, they would do it, but they don't. And if most people are in that bucket and we still, maybe they make excuses and a lot of them do and okay. And they might read the book and they still have a great impact on the world in some way, shape or form. Maybe not the same as a visionary and they still impact whatever circle they're in. Great. You're an includer. Have fun with that. I don't think about it. And even the way, which I appreciate, I appreciate you. Okay. Even the way in your responses, you try to include everyone. Attempting to. Attempting, and you're going to do it no matter what. You're going to try and relate to your audience and relate. To <laughs> but me, uh-huh. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Okay. But, well, who reads the I'm book? Grateful then? for people like you. I'm grateful for people like you because you'll help and try to help everyone else. I'll try I'm to build a bridge grateful. to serve both worlds, all the worlds, right? In some oh, way, shape, or form. But you're the bridge. So I'm a bridge between genius and humans in terms of connectivity because I can connect genius to genius, and they can help the humans. Yes. Same thing. Okay, fair. Epic life. Who reads it? (laughs) Who might you want to read it? And what can we do with it if we are not at Visionary? No, it's only for Visionary. So it's how to build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. So it's for visionaries who have torched their families, who might be in the process of torturing their families, younger visionaries who haven't figured out life yet. So you don't have to go through multiple divorces. It's for them. Oh, I'll be included right now. I just found out that it's available at Walmart. I think it's a big deal. I was pretty surprised by that. Maybe it is resonating with everyone. I just, that's, it's not written for everyone. It's not. Ding, ding, ding. We have just brought Justin into the includer world. Mark this moment. <laughs> I'm going to unding that. They unding, unding. unding. <laughs> awesome. Look, you had to even answer it like that. You were happy that 
I've just enjoyed it. I'd like to meet your mom. Your mom has got to be that. What? She was a grade school teacher? Yeah, English grammar. You grew up very meager, challenged trauma, super high empathy, just the loveliest, never meets a stranger. That's my wife. Surprise. That's my wife. Yes. Yes. And then your dad's like, (laughs) yeah. And also at the same time, he's words of affirmation. He was affirmative. Not often. Oh, wait, wait. He, for your mom, he gave provided words of affirmation or he needs them? He gave them. He gave them. On okay. occasion. My wife love language is words of affirmation. So the first thing I do every day is a grateful journal to her, what I'm grateful for for her the previous 24 hours. I don't care if anyone ever says thank you to me, but for her, she has to have that. So like no matter what. Oh, and then you'll think this is funny. She's made me barely a human. So there's a test called print, P-R-I-N-T. It's similar to Enneagram. For those who can see it, this is my wife's trigger report, like what things trigger her because okay. she needs to be appreciated and she wants to feel safe and secure. And I am up. <laughs> so with no tact, no social cues, purely go for it. So I'm literally a living, breathing, walking, talking trigger for my wife, which I think is funny. So on this thing, here are all her triggers. And then I checked and circled the ones that I do all the time. I'm so aware of being her trigger that I've tried to be more of a human. But like people who challenge you too much, insensitivity in others, <laughs> not being appreciated, especially after you went out of their way when someone tries to move in on your territory. So I'm like, okay, I love her way more than I love the children. And I love the children, but I love her way more. So I'm like, I'm really trying, trying to be a better husband for her by looking at those triggers all the time. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yay. I, I, I love that. Again. It's back to what's most important to you and the way that you have framed the world for us today. You have been the most consistent person that I've heard. You are consistent. Get to this point over here. And I love my family and I love my wife. And it's super crystal clear what's most important. And getting to that point is challenging for many. And it's great to see that there is a litmus test, to use your words, of who might be able to help us do that just by Mm. hearing someone's perspective. This might help anyone out there get closer to what matters most. This is just one more perspective on how to do that. I love it. You you did it again. You said this might help anyone out there. That's hilarious. With the book, I will be very curious to see if non-visionaries start reading it. The first book. All right, man, you're really getting me to. This is you're doing a good job because you're trying. My brain's kind of shifting a little bit, like barely, but please. (laughs) The first book was intended for people starting companies. What happened was people started to buy it for their intrapreneurial employees within the company so they could think more like entrepreneurs, even more entrepreneurial. Mm. So maybe that would happen with this one too. I Mm. don't know that. If we can move them more towards this magnetic field over here, then maybe that'll help them some way, shape, or form. I feel this conversation is going to serve someone. It's definitely serving me, so I appreciate that for sure. And I know it's going to serve someone when the lens is open, when the antennas are up. Mm. There's some brilliance being shared here today, team. I hope when you hear this, you can find it and cash into it. This is good. Learning. How do you learn? I learn in real time by having these type of conversations. So my entire day we'll just say Monday through Friday, but Monday through Friday is either spending time with wife and our children who are 10 and nine, both boys, both nine quick starts and Colby, or having conversations like this with top visionaries. Mm. It's either one-on-one or in group settings. 
in entrepreneurial groups or just one-on-one. And then the only difference between this conversation and some of the others is that this one's recorded and others will hear it. So I love doing these interviews because 100% of the time, the host will say something that is really fascinating. And then I always listen to it again. I run six days a week outside, no matter the weather. We're in Chicago, so I've done that for 20 years. But then I always, no, no excuses, right? So you just go out and do it. And then I'll listen. And then I always learn something from you. And then a conversation that was not recorded, but it talks about what we're talking about here Mm -hmm. is my friend, Scott Danner. He's a nine quick start great visionary. And he's like, every meeting is an opportunity for mentorship. Every meeting is an opportunity for mentorship. So that's how I look at every one of these meetings is that I can learn something. And then hopefully I can provide something that where somebody learns something, but that's how I learn in real time. Excellent. Is there a certain number of filtering questions you have for yourself when you go into a mastermind group or go into one-on-one? You just let the experience dictate? No. What so you learned? context, I think I'm 30th out of 34 in context. So ah. I just gave you context and I'm low yep. in context. Ten four. So Ten four. no, no. The only way for me to learn anything is just to go there and see what happens. Yep. Iamdriven.com. Dr. Doug Brackman he wrote the book Driven. Iamdriven.com. There's a great five-minute assessment. And then like the typical human brain is the small gray circle. The typical driven visionary brain is a giant red circle, a giant one. So that's most of the people I talk to. He said he was confused by mine, genuinely confused in a good way, because I'm like zero on perfectionism. Most visionaries, they're very high perfectionists. They want things done right. I'm just like, go in there. And then I'm less bored than an average human because I never leave my zone of genius. Pure focus on what I like to do and what I'm good at mm-hmm. and spending time with I family. I don't know what bored, what does bored even mean? I don't understand bored. To be, I don't know how to be bored. There's always something that I could be thinking about doing that really connects me to what matters most to me. What does that mean to you, bored? Me, I don't get bored, but most visionaries do because they're shiny object, shiny object, shiny object, shiny uh, object, shiny object, shiny object, shiny object. Yep. There are only four types of visionaries, only four. So not human, not business, only visionary. So one is ADD, diagnosed, undiagnosed. That's most people I talk to. Two is minor Asperger's. That would be me. My wife has unofficially diagnosed me with that. She is a doctor. Three, dyslexia. And then four, high IQ, EQ. So not really human. But the ones that are bored, most of them are ADD because they're just bouncing around. Boop, 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 boop. Mm. You're not ADD. You might be minor Asperger's, but you're not ADD. And you're definitely high IQ, for mm. sure. Well, question, is there something you read? Do you learn through doing? Are you a reader as well? Anything there that you know, oh, helped it? Yes, of course. Well, number one is Man's Search for Meaning. If anyone hasn't read Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankl, yep, that's yep. the ultimate. Have you read Man's Search for Meaning? You know I have, of course. Freaking of awesome. Course. And I also read Primo Good Levy's point. book also. I mean, a couple of them that were in the camps that had hmm. similar, they shared all the gore. They also shared, you couldn't take yeah. away me. You couldn't take away my thinking. You couldn't take that away, that personal power right. away from me. I love that. I love that. Well, right. As someone so, like, who was picked on and shoot, beat up know, or growing up, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And yet you really try to relate to everyone else. That's a great gift. That's a gift. Well, when you grew bigger and more athletic than everyone else, because I'm six, seven, I used to be the nerd picked on. And then I became the defender of all of those. And, there's a, uh, and that you, was mom and dad at the same time. So uh, thank you and, for explaining that. I really appreciate that. Mm. That's really interesting. Thank you for that context. I do appreciate that. Darn it. I did it again. I'm putting more context in there. And you're 30. I don't, I don't want to give you're you the context. Bridge. You're a bridge, but you're like a multiple bridge. Your whole life has been a bridge. 
It's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. You have two bridging parents. You bridged childhood trauma, then becoming the leader. You see both sides of things. It's very interesting. And the bridge between both sides. Holy crap, that's super interesting. You can relate to anything because you've been anything. You've been. I could be hearing what I want to hear right now. The thing that I really try to hone in and focus on the most when it comes to my own learning and growth is pausing and seek first to understand and be understood and try to see things from others' lens because it used to be, it doesn't matter what your lens is, this is the way it is. And that was the cost. (laughs) That was when I torched my businesses and torched my relationships is when I couldn't see anything from anybody's lens. That's really interesting. Mm. So why companies have been successful is because I am so direct, Hmm. but, but But. with people like us, I'm endlessly empathetic, inclusive. So it's selective empathy, inclusion. That's why it's been successful because I genuinely care about people like us and they know that I can feel their pain. Then a visionary wants to be understood. Because they're not understood by humans. They're not. So they want to be in a place where they feel belonging. Mm. Feel belonging for that. But Oh, and then the other great book that I've listened to and read, Outwitting the Devil, Napoleon Hill. Most people have read Think and Grow Rich. Outwitting the Devil is 100 times better. Yes, and not quite the same impact on me as Think and Grow Rich. I did enjoy that book. And I want to go back a second because one of the things that really connects with me is just the idea that I've been working all this time to achieve something and the coloring of the layer of seek first to understand then be understood. That was what was missing, that empathy. Learn that, pick that up, still layering that in. And I feel it's open doors for relationships. It's open doors to be that bridge. So I take pride or I am glad to hear that I can be a bridge to help these different worlds connect. 100%. That's a gift. Yeah, that's it. If there is a superpower, that might be it externally. Internally, the superpower is, I think, very similar to yours now. Correct me if I'm wrong. My internal superpower, I'll use a quote from John Vrobin, my friend who wrote The Front Row Factor, a founder of The Front Row Dads. In his book somewhere, he talks about why let someone in the nosebleed section in your life have a front row opinion. And so people that are outside of my carefully crafted inner circle, they can say whatever. And I'll listen to anything that doesn't really impact or influence me at all, though, if they yeah. don't have that emotional contact or impact with me. It doesn't matter. They oh. can say it. it's like, I'm rubber, you're glued. It bounces off. It doesn't stick to me. Oh, well, thanks for saying that. I'll even double down on that. So like very, very, very rarely, very rarely, maybe once a year, I'll have a truly great idea. Like it's really less than once a year, but we'll just say once a year. And then like, so starting second company, writing books, whatever. Okay. So then I'll just do it just to, you know, life is a fun game. So I'll talk to a human, just be like, oh, hey, here's what I'm up to. This is what I'm starting. And then if the human laughs and goes, that will never work, or I don't understand, then I know it will work. I actually use it as a Hmm. test. And then if a visionary is like, oh, I'm in, I'm like, oh yeah, well, of course. But like our kids go to human school and they're on travel baseball and soccer. So you have to go out of the human world. I mean, I guess you don't yes. have to, but, but yeah. whenever I write a third book, because, you know, kids are both good baseball players and stuff. So like you see what the humans do at these youth baseball games. So one of the chapters will be, don't blame the umpire and other things visionaries don't do. So like this is youth baseball, right? So the umpire who's sometimes like a teenager makes a bad call. So then the coaches and the parents start yelling at a teenager and then 
what happens? Then their children watch the parents and the coaches and they start yelling right. at the umpire. So you create a whole human nonsensical. I mean, it's completely ridiculous, right? So then I talk to our kids. I go, visionaries don't blame the umpire. You never blame the umpire. You take responsibility for your own actions. You guys didn't mm. lose because of the umpire. You lost because you didn't play well enough. So it's always a good learning lesson, but then there'll be a whole list of other things that visionaries don't do. You know, my first thought was why only one great idea a year? And then my response to that might have been because everything else is a distraction. You know, you get like eight great ideas. Now you're distracted as opposed to just sticking to the one. shiny object boredom, right? That's That's shiny objects. Right. That's what I mean. And then again, I'm not ADD. Most people I talk to are. Uh I'm not shiny object. And then again, weaknesses for people with scarcity non-abundance, they think of those as weaknesses. Weaknesses are actually strengths because I collaborate with ideators because they're all over the place. I can simplify the good ideas and then connect them. My partner for second company, he's third in empathy. I'm dead last. So he's collaborative empathy. And then my wife is harmony one. I'm almost dead last in harmony. So she's collaborative harmony. So I just talk to people that are collaborative strengths and then they do the stuff that I would be horrible at or don't like to do or would destroy the company. I would destroy the company if I tried to do that. So like with my wife as COO, with my partner to do the backstage stuff, I don't even go to their meetings. I don't even go. Why would you? (laughs) Well, because visionaries, a lot of them are perfectionists. So they want to be involved with everything. I'm not. <laughs> just be like, go, go do it. I don't care. Just leave me out of it because I'll destroy something. But that's right. Why wouldn't you do that? It's illogical. But like, there you go. So that's bad idea. No regrets. Don't do that. Focus on what you're good at. Mm, yes. Yes. Curious. I'm just super curious here. This may be a shiny object. Politics. Totally ignore it. There's yeah. one vertical we completely ignore. So we only partner with visionaries who live in abundance and who look at things as investments, not costs. So there's only one vertical completely ignore politics. I never think about it. I don't care about it. A visionary will get things done no matter who's in charge. And then politics is literally the opposite of visionary abundance investment mindset, literally. Mm -hmm. And so I was on a show like this and very grateful again, learn in real time. The host, she kept asking me, so what about politics? And I go, well, okay, so I'll try to relate to you. In Colby world, a vision, K-O-L-B-E-A index, a true visionary almost always is a high quick start, low follow through. There are exceptions, but for the most part, high quick start, low follow through. ADD all over the place needs to hire a million people. Most politicians, especially in the US, have like a law or engineering background. So that's a low quick start, high follow through. Low quick start, high follow through is playing not to lose. It's everything is a cost. It's overthinking everything with no action. So that's literally an entire system that is a non-visionary system. So I just completely Mm -hmm. ignore it. Completely ignore it. As do I. With the exception of debates, which I enjoy, the popcorn effect, just watching them really, really fascinates me. Well, it's a human display of silliness. If you enjoy watching nonsense or like The Hills, my wife's a high-performing doctor, so she likes to watch dumb TV shows, which is fine. I think they're funny too. So she likes to settle her brain down with that. So that's what it is. It's like, it's just ridiculous. But then most humans, because they're, you know, they're farmer brain, sheep brain, want to be in charge, someone to be in charge of them, they live and die with that stuff. I just Mm -hmm. ignore it. One of my friends, Pete Kofit, he's a genius IQ, eight quick start. 
eight quick start, tens the highest. So he's a pure visionary. And then he's like, so most people are sheep. Most people are sheep. And then entrepreneur visionary is a sheepdog. So I looked it up, high fact finder. I'm a high fact finder. So sheepdog, Science Daily did an article on sheepdogs. They only have two primary scientifically proven roles, only two. So you can replace the word sheepdog with visionary, okay? So the sheep just want to, you know, do whatever sheep do, humans. So the sheepdog, two roles. One, keep the sheep in line. Two, push them forward. Just, you don't, you don't talk to them. You don't eat with them. You don't hang out at the water cooler with them. You just keep them in line, push them forward. So that's a visionary. Just keep them in line, push them forward, keep them in line. And then there's the shepherd who's like a sheepdog for sheepdogs. So with second company, it's like a sheepdog for sheepdog. That's what it is. For those who heard that and grasped that, thank you. That was very simple and amazing. Thank you. It's really not that hard, but thank you for relating that. Yeah, Uh (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Okay. All right. So last thought, last thought. I've enjoyed the conversation. Those out there who are visionaries, they might want to connect with you, learn more from you. They're fascinated by you. How do they learn more, find out about you, connect with you? Just can we find you somewhere? Social media, buy your books. The newest book is Epic Life. Again, thank you to Dr. Peter Diamandis for writing the foreword. It's done very well. I know it will never stop doing well because I think that's what people like us want. They just don't know how to do it many times. So Epic Life and then... A visionary will find me for sure if they want to. Fantastic. Okay. You shared books. You shared vision. You shared you. Thank you so much, my friend. That's great. And that's it. We're done. We're done.